This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your host, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, I gotta ask you a question. Yeah. Am, am I a bully? Am I am I do do I bully you? Do I bully other people? Do you do you think when you when you leave the Sick and Wrong studio, are you like that D is a bully. I don't think I've thought that specifically, no. Have you ever been bullied, like, officially, like, in, in the sense of, of bullying? Like, bullying is different how it was when you grew up. Yeah. Than when we grew up. Than it is now. Oh, okay, yeah. Because now mean, it's like somebody can make a derogatory mm. statement on Facebook and everyone's going to cry about it. Right. Yeah, I, I guess I've never seen that as bullying. Because that happens in, you know, my work life every now and then. And I've never, because part of my job sometimes is like just being a throat to choke, even if shit ain't my fault, right? <laughs> um, TTC, TTC, yeah. So I mean, I've I've done that. I, I I've never seen that as bullying though. I just seen it as someone being a fucking asshole. And I make a mental note in the back of my mind. I put them on my fucking list. On the list. Yeah. Right underneath God. Yeah, it's like Richard Nixon's enemies list. You know. So I I never thought. That I'm a bully. I mean, sure, there's some gentle ribbing that takes place. Ribbing. No, I'd say, like, you've been like a fuck weasel maybe uh, a couple okay. times, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. A fuck weasel. But that's good mm. podcasting. That's good radio. It's a little bit of ribbing back and forth. You rib me, I rib you. Yeah. You make fun of our, our backgrounds, my voice, my accent. I don't care. Well, you have, you do I have, have a thick skin. You have the mental stability to, to coherently interview people, right? Yeah, and sometimes so. you you know do that with me to to get me to you know tell a story in a way that makes I, I sense. I might I might I guess extract details. Sometimes you do that with a certain amount of dickitude, and I put it up I put up with it because of your uh, interviewing prowess or what you know. Yeah, but at the same time, you have interesting things to say. It's not like you're. It's not like I'm like making fun of you for saying this. It's like you're bringing up something interesting to talk about on the show. Right. Yeah. However, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe, let, let's maybe, get in the car and drive to the fucking point here. All right? Okay. I mean, the the, all the right. point is, I saw this post on Facebook, and normally I, I pay no heed to Facebook. In fact, uh, I was talking to uh, another fan. Yeah, today. I know you don't, because that's why I end up fucking arguing with all yeah, these people. Yeah, I, d- I don't go on Facebook all that. I'm at work. Yeah. I'm at work. You're not even allowed to look at Facebook. Facebook is blocked at my work. You're not even allowed to look at Facebook at my work. You have a phone. I do have a phone. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not on Facebook all time, all the time conversing with people. Every now and then I'll post, make a post, and I'll comment on something. But anyway, I read this today, and I was like, you know what? It, maybe, maybe I'm a bully. Hmm. Maybe I owe Harrison an apology for bullying him. But you, you don't seem like you're being bullied. You don't seem battered. I'm not call, I don't call things bullying unless I'm actually being chased by someone or, or beaten by them, because that's, what, that's my definition of it. It's not like there's a pogrom going on here in the house. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not like shade throwing or whatever the kids, Becky throwing with the good shade. hair. I don't know. Whatever the thing <laughs> is people say now. I don't consider that bullying. So, th- so this guy wrote this post. I'm sure you've mm. seen it because I think you commented on it. Yep. Um, which I do appreciate you commenting on all those posts because I do such a poor job at doing that. Yep. Um, so this guy wrote here who I think this guy is infatuated with you personally. Um, I don't know if it's a healthy infatuation. Or an unhealthy infatuation, but he's definitely infatuated with you. Nevertheless, he says, he says he's listened to the show since episode eight. 
He actually addressed this post to me. He said, Dear D. D mm. Simon, I've listened to this episode. I've listened to you since episode eight. I had you in bed, in the shower while dry. It's kind of weird, okay. this whole part. Um, I he, appeal to a certain type of misfit. I, I admit that. He says, Now come forth the knight in shining armor, Harrison P. Lovecraft. I agree mm. with you on that. He is a knight in shining armor. Uh, this man to me is beautiful. A Heinz 57 character. I don't know what that means, but I like it. Yeah, I was about to say it's confusing, but I like mm. the sound of it. Basically, a gorgeous mongrel. I love that, too. That's, that, cool. that's kind of cool. I actually mm. think you should put that on your business cards. Right. A gorgeous <laughs> mongrel. His voice is like afternoon tea. It's like being in a posh restaurant in London, having a pot of tea with fine cakes. Okay. Hmm. I like oh, that. By the way, I just looked up Heinz 57 on Urban Dictionary. Used mean? to describe a person who is a mixed blood of many nationalities. Also for a dog that is a mix of many breeds. Maybe that's why it pertains to the mongrel comment. Probably, yeah. It's interesting. But I mean, I, I think this guy's British and may, may not realize that we're all fucking mongrels here in America, you know, pretty much. It's a heterogeneous mix. Yes. Heterogeneous culture. Uh, so he says in the latest podcast, I felt like you, Mr. Simon, bullied this sexy and unsure man with the whole mental patient thing. You know, actually, if, if you listen to that show, I wasn't bullying you for being mental. I, was, I guess I could say, you could say I was bullying your girlfriend for being a bit mental. Here's what you were doing. You could have fucking coaxed that story out of me without putting me in a fucking shitty position, right? Were you in a shitty position there? I don't know. If she ever fucking listens to the show, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, you know? That's true. That's true. If, that's the one thing. That's the, why I mean, I, the only saving grace about doing the show, uh, is, sometimes about not getting into trouble is the fact that nobody wants to fucking listen to a 90-minute goddamn thing. Most people don't. You'd be like, oh, listen to it. You know, Mom, I, you know, and she's like, oh, I don't know how to do it. I, you know, Actually, that's not true. I don't want my mother listening. But, <laughs> uh, you know, nobody will listen. But yeah, you put me in a shitty position, especially when you're the guy, you know, who, who, who plays his cards so close to his little fucking vest. With well, your, okay, with your yeah. various uh, romantic entanglements and whatnot. But I'm saying, I don't usually talk about my girlfriend or you know I, i'll mention a girl like we, we didn't give out her name yeah you know we'll, we'll mention a girl on the show but i tell every girl that i hang out with don't listen to it you're gonna hate it yeah it's gonna change your opinion of me don't even go near it yeah but because once, they, you get in trouble yeah but women do like fucking detective research and shit they know you know especially when you tell them not to listen to something they're right. gonna have to do it because once they actually start to give a fuck they'll be like ah wait a i'm gonna start analyzing I, his toothbrush for dna and whatever i usually tell them i'm like oh you know it's this extracurricular activity i do with my friends we talk about sports and beer and pizza you know right nothing really yep yeah the is local it, uh the, the the new york knickerbockers yep that uh, that, that basketball squadron mm -hmm. the warriors <laughs> they're great they're go go team. Yeah. That's what we talk about things like that. Mm. Um, so so I get them. I try to say it's boring, so we're not going to listen. But anyway, yeah. this guy said I was bullying you about the mental patient thing, and then I brought up the feather, which I don't recall bringing up on that show. You did bring it up. Did I bring that? And up? And if you ever, I like I'll I actually next time you next time you bring it up, I'm just going to walk home <laughs> like a child. I'll just, like an angry I, fat child. Occasionally I mention it in passing, but the problem mm. is the the fans bring that up because I think they think it's funny. I can deal with the fucking fans. All right. You know? All right. I'll, I'll drop the feather. Yeah. He says, there's no doubt in my mind that if you cunts who berate Mr. Harrison keep on, he might either fuck this all off or go all the other way and it won't be funny anymore. 
Bitches are almost at 550 deep. Leave H alone for fuck's sake. I don't know if one is... Uh, he says, Harrison, I'll be wearing the S&WT I paid for three weeks ago, which I mentioned a D and he's done fuck all about. I thought I shipped these out this week. It's coming. It's in the mail, dude. I don't know if one is turning up or not. When you come up to the world's end soon, I'll buy you a skinful. I'm not quite sure what that means either. It's like an old European, like when they used to have goat herds would have wine skins full of wine. Oh, okay. I thought it was That's like a lambskin condom filled with some substance. <laughs> no. That you don't want. You'd have wineskins. <laughs> you know, if you're a Bedouin I know, goat I've herd seen the wine skin. Right. And I'll make sure you have a couple of broads. In our language, two skanky shit cunts for you to steam into. I don't think that's actually proper whatever. Shit cunt? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they say that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's I've a, never it's heard that. It's an appealing term. Yeah, I don't know if that's the I, nomenclature. I always thought it was like a slag, okay. but that's what I thought they said. Yeah. He goes, I rest my case, but D, I love you and I want you to lick my ears until I'm dead. Just make it good with H. Hmm. So I need to make it good with H. He's a poetic or, fellow. Yeah, or, I appreciate uh, wax, that. What's his name? Waxer Dick Scratcher is going to have a conniption fit here. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm officially making it good. I'm not going to mention yeah. the feather. I'm going to drop the feather completely. Good. The feather's gone. Yeah. It's out of my subconscious. Right. No more feather. All right. I'm dropping the And also, the other, the other aspect of that interview was, you know, D, who lives in fucking glass houses, the most <laughs> delicate of them, <laughs> shall not fucking throw stones, right? Okay? Let he who cast the first stone... I forget how it goes. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bring up the feather, mm-hmm. and I will rein in my dickitude. Yes. When interviewing you about uh, your 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 goings on. Yeah. However, if I do find out you're in an an adult breastfeeding relationship, I think I should have carte blanche to make fun of you for that. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. All yes. right, all right. So we got that yeah. on the table. If I find out, like, either, you know, through, through friends of a friend or maybe on a Facebook post that you made or something like that, that you're currently in an adult breastfeeding relationship, I'm allowed to make fun of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and again, I, you're allowed to make fun of me. Just don't put me in a situation where I have to consider the nature of chivalry in the modern fucking age. <laughs> You know, <laughs> fact of the matter is, like I'm not... fucking Sir Galahad or some shit. If, if she listens to this show, I'll cut one of my testicles off. There's no way that the odds are so slim. If she, the more involved she's going, you know, come on. I, I don't know. I give him benefit of the doubt. Anyway, what I'm talking about here is adult breastfeeding relationships, right. because this is going to be the new buzzword over the Internet. ABRs. It's also ABR or ANR, adult nursing relationship. So I imagine at this point, everybody has read the article that came out about the the woman who quit her job to breastfeed her boyfriend full time. Yes. Somebody posted it on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And like 10 million people sent it to me. And it's already making the rounds of the internet. But a woman, a 36-year-old lady actually quit her job to breastfeed her bodybuilder boyfriend full-time, saying it creates a magical bond between them. But if she has to do it every two hours, doesn't he have to quit his job too? Maybe he just is like a... Maybe they hang out at the gym. All right. And maybe he's a trainer. Right. I don't know. Uh, Jennifer Mulford said she wanted to create an ABR, an adult breastfeeding relationship, and mentioned the idea to her former childhood sweetheart, Brad Leeson, who's 36 years old. So this whole thing... 
it's her idea. Hmm. Now, I find that to be rather curious. How often does a woman instigate some kind of act of deviancy like this? Oh, it's her thing? She's the one who brought it up. It's not the guy that was like, I want to, you know, drink milk from your breasts. Oh, see, I didn't, I, I didn't read it because it just looked dumb. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, why would a woman want to do this though? Like, isn't it painful? I don't know. Haven't you ever, haven't you had any friends that have, you know, breastfed their infants and just say it's just like, it's so painful. They almost pass out or they have to, you know, no, they have to anyone, like stop. No, because anyone that's doing something like that knows better than to talk to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they would value your insight into, into right, breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I heard it's painful. So that's why I don't understand why a girl would voluntarily want to breastfeed her adult partner. Some people like pain. Yeah, maybe. One maybe man's pleasure is another man's pain, you know? She said it was like a light switch flicked in his head. And I could tell from his voice that he was curious and excited. Uh, and this is, she said this before opening up about the first time the pair tried it. She mm. said, at that moment, I knew I had a partner for life. We both wanted the same thing out of our relationship. A magical bond that only breastfeeding can achieve. See, here's the thing that I don't get. And this, this is probably just ignorance of female biology, but... I didn't know you could just start that sh I thought you had to have a baby. I didn't know you could just start that shit up like you're siphoning gas from an old Cadillac in the late 70s during the gas shortage, you know? You know, it says here that in the article that it only works if the woman previously had a baby. Wow. And so some couples use drugs such as Domperidone. I don't know how to say this. Yeah. Domper, it's, it's like Domperidone. Um, Domperignon. Yeah, it almost looks like it, but it's okay. Domperidone mm. uh, to induce milk flow. So okay. apparently you can take drugs to artificially induce milk flow, um, but you probably have had to have milk flowing through there at one time. Um, but yeah, so, so apparently this is the, the, the way you create a magical bonding relationship for this couple. You know, hmm. Some couples can bond over like Haagen-Dazs and Game of Thrones or uh, you know, bond over a child, an actual a human child that they have together. And, that, and that's the bond that brings them closer together. Whereas other couples can bond over an adult breastfeeding relationship. Have you ever drank raw milk? Like from a cow that's just straight from a cow? No. Why, why, oh. why would I ever do that? Because somebody's like, hey, you want to drink this raw milk? <laughs> like, like, a, what, like a homeless guy walking around with a jar full of raw milk? No, like you're at a hippie farm or some shit. I don't know. It happened to me. And anyway, I got really sick. Yeah, because it has to be, you know, you've heard of pasteurization, haven't you? Yeah, but, you know, th there was this amazing human civilization for fucking thousands of years before a blind French guy. Oh, wait, he's not blind. I'm thinking of Louis Braille. I'm sorry. I'm getting them mixed up. But uh, what did it <laughs> taste like? Um, it tasted like you're just drinking cream, kind of. So it was just it was very viscous. And it's a little gamey. It's like gamey cream. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think I could deal with that. I almost vomited, actually. So... So Jennifer here quit her job to dry breastfeed Brad every two hours to fool her body into lactating. Dry the, breastfeed. I mean, this answers a lot of questions about midwifery that I've had in my mind for years. <laughs> like, what are midwives and what are they? Because it, it can also, it can mean different things. It's like, I guess they breastfeed babies that aren't theirs. 
And I guess they're also sometimes like back alley abortionists or sometimes they're like yoga instructors. It's one of those things that can mean it's like social media manager. It could mean like fucking 15 different things. It's variable. Yeah. yeah what, they, what they do. I've often wondered them and like the other one, the doulas. What's the difference between a doula and a midwife? A doula. Have you ever heard of a doula? No. Like they're, they're the ones that like actually, I think birth, like they're during childbirth. Oh, my, my friend was telling me about this, uh, Big Jeff, who's been on the show. He, right. he just recently had a kid, and they had to have a doula. And I'm like, what is a doula? It sounds like some kind of juridic thing. What, are you too cheap for a doctor, so you get a no, doula? No, you get a doctor and a doula. <laughs> the doula is your intermediary between the, the doctor. Because you don't trust the doctor, you get the doula. You need a liaison f- to talk to the doctor? Apparently. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about this. Okay. I'm getting a vasectomy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um... So people in adult breastfeeding relationships, also known as adult nursing relationships, are called nursing couples. So have you ever done this, Harrison, being that you've done a lot of things? I've done a lot of things you've in my life. You've done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Have uh, you done this? Do you know anybody that does this? No. No. You've never encountered an I know adult some people that couple. would do that if given the opportunity because they're into like weird age play bullshit, you know? But is this like an infantilist thing or is this... Like, a, like, this is true love. Like, we're releasing oxytocin, and we're going to just increase and strengthen our bond. Or is this like, I want to be a baby, you know, put a diaper on me and, and, and clean me when I shit my pants? I, I think it's, it's different people, you know, different strokes for different folks. Like, sometimes BDSM is about pain. Sometimes it's about power exchange. You know, who the fuck knows? It's different. means different things. Wow. So a woman can artificially induce lactation by encouraging a partner to dry breastfeed regularly until milk flow occurs. I don't even understand this. Was it just like the guy's going to keep sucking her nipple till eventually something comes out? Yes. God, that's so foul. Yeah. <laughs> that is just vile. How long does it, it take? I wonder. You know. Hey, that's what I wonder. Yeah. Is this something you have to work on? I mean, she's doing it every two hours. Are you like, like, does she ring a bell? Like, or do is there like a, an alarm on your iPhone that goes off? Like, got to go dry breastfeed. Yeah, I think so. If it's got to happen every two hours, I mean, that's nuts. So then what happens? When she starts lactating, does she have to like keep pumping it out? Um, I don't know. You know, I remember... Do, do, do mothers have to do that? Do they have to keep pumping it? Or does it, the baby just sucks on it and it comes out? No, they got to pump it. And it's then like, they no. put it in bottles. Well, if, if they do that. But if the baby's just sucking on it, right? I think it just comes out. Yeah, it just comes out. It's like a yeah, it's like siphoning to, gas. We're gonna refill our once you start here. once it starts coming out, it keeps coming out until it's done. But I think once you've had a child, it's still there. Like it's there. Like it's in your, your well, like two your cavemen talking something. about fire. Like we don't even know. Like what? <laughs> that's what I was about to yeah. say. Like we're really displaying yeah. our ignorance here. The yeah. female anatomy. Yeah, um, and I'm is sure it caused by wizards? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> No, I remember uh, when I worked at uh, the Roaring Twenties, there was a stripper there that had a kid like two years ago, but she could still spray breast milk from her breast when she squeezed it. Was it a fucking Great Gatsby-themed strip club? You know what it was? They actually did try to uh, achieve that. It was Actually, it was more kind of like, like gangsters. Okay. Like gangsters, like mobsters. Right. Well, there were gangsters in the during Great Gatsby. The, during that period, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's dumb. Oh, I know it was awful too. Yeah. It's like they're, you know, basically it was like this dilapidated yeah. uh, lap dance booth with like a Great Gatsby character, mur- like a mural on the wall, and then that's what the Roaring Twenties was. That's Meanwhile, one thing. There's some crackhead on stage gyrating <laughs> the R. Kelly songs. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I don't miss about like six years ago, 
where it's like every week I get invited to like on my Facebook thing, I get invited to like come do our Great Gatsby Prohibition Speakeasy 23 Skidoo fucking burlesque <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> no, I won't. Don't they still do that? I think they do, but it's it's less. It's not like every fucking two days. Maybe people just stopped inviting you to shit. Ah, that's probably it. <laughs> that must be it. So, um, breast milk can't hurt you, and nursing doesn't harm the woman. Hmm. Um, even when it hurts, it's typically due to a bad latch, which means uh, just I guess it's the guy like latching onto it. Um, indicating that something else might be wrong. But they say here, breast milk's an amazing substance full of vitamins and nutrients. You know, it's not like it's, uh, it's healthier than drinking... So it's fucking Kool-Aid. I don't... What, but, you know? I mean, it's healthier than drinking milk from an animal. I mean, it's specifically formulated to feed a human. But a baby human. An infant, yes. Yeah. But, They're I mean, different. there's still nutrients in it. Right. So I don't think it's going to... You know, I don't yeah. think you're going to get food poisoning from it. I mean, there's, diff- there's, there's a lot of differences. You know, for, for one, a baby's skull is growing... Mine isn't. It's done growing. My skull is done growing. All right? <laughs> um, so you don't necessarily have to be in lactation to do this. I mean, you could, you could do it without breast milk being in play for those wives who aren't lactating. So one can restart lactation if it's done often enough. So apparently it's something you could just turn off or turn on once mm. you've had a kid. All right. Um. It says in this article here that the numbers I've seen suggested two to three times a day for 20 minutes each session to reintroduce or maintain lactation. Hmm. So I, I think you have to actually work on it. It's like this is, so this is like, like a one, hobby yeah. the couple had. I guess it's like the one positive, you know, it's like a superpower kind of if you've had a kid. I guess it's the one thing you can one do. One thing you can do because all the other things you can do are stupid. Like, <laughs> like, you know, peeing a little bit when you laugh. It's all stupid shit that happens. After you have a kid, yeah, and, you'll and, you'll know when you start dating adult women. You'll you'll know you'll 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 learn these things. And then having actually to raise the child and right. uh, and, and and take them through the, uh, yeah. the trivialities of life, um, yeah, that that's pretty stupid. Right. <laughs> so uh, this article, this blog post about adult nursing relationships, one of the big questions is here: Why would you want to do this? Why would you want to do this? Why do you think a couple would want to do this? Um, I mean, for me, it, it only seems like it just seems like weird, like crawl back in the womb kind of shit, which I guess I can understand on some level. But I mean, I don't know. It seems there seems very little nuance to that. I, you know, I try to be good giving a game in any relationship. I'm sure. in. Like if a girl suggests something to me, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a whirl. You know, I'm pretty open to, to most things. Uh, but if a girl was like. You know, I want you to drink my breast milk. I guess I would try it. I'd be a little grossed out by it, but I'd try it. But if she was like, I want you to help me induce lactation every 20 minutes, giving me some dry, you know, dry uh, latching no. for, you know, 12 times a day, I'm probably going to take issue with that. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between like a sex request and a fucking part-time job, you know? I was like, can't we bond over Xbox? Yeah. You know, there's other, like we can play Mario Kart. You know, watch porn together, eat pizza. There's other things we can do. Right. Maybe I'm just not a loving man. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just not in, in, in touch with my softer side. It's a big uh, demand. It's a lot of stuff you got to do, you know? Jesus. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like yeah. I have other things I want to do. It says here the big underlying reason um, that people do this is to promote, to promote bonding in the relationship. Because it produces oxytocin, just like I was saying. When you're breastfeeding an infant... 
just as when you're breastfeeding an infant, except this time the husband is the only one nearby to bond to. So the wife feels emotionally connected to him through the oxytocin. Is there oxytocin in the fucking milk, though, that he's drinking? That, I, I don't even understand what oxytocin really I is. Thought the whole th- I thought women feel connected to men emotionally during or after sex. I thought it was during blowjobs. And that's why you have to, like, you know... Cuddle. Yeah, right? Isn't that the thing? Or maybe they cuddle me when I cry. Right. Um, no, but that, I think it's... I think they're transferring this emotion that they usually give to an infant to the husband. So maybe that's the woman who has a void that the husband's filling here. See, I generally try not to, to think this hard about fetishes because when you do, it's always creepy. You know, it's always some bullshit that leads back to just some awful thing. Well, this is pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of them are. Um, but, but is oxytocin actually a thing? Like, what, what is it? Is it a powder? Can you snort it? Can we, could we snort oxytocin? Yeah, you can take it, actually. My, my biological father's taking it. Um, what does it do? It basically, you know that feeling like when you're in kind of, you start having a relationship in the beginning and you actually feel like you're up in the clouds and you're like, I miss her right now. You know, I'm not around her and I miss being around her. And you, you feel all like giddy and kind of like, it's that feeling. That's what that chemical is. So it just gives you this, this, this giddiness. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not, so if you're just single and you're lonely and you take some of this, all of a sudden you're going to be like. I'm in love. Like, is it something like if someone, like if my cat came in the room, would I, would I feel an oxytocin bond with my cat? Um, no, because it's not a fucking uh, B-plot love potion sitcom thing. Um, <laughs> what, okay. So what, you just feel happier? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like it's happy it, not, This isn't Sabrina the Teenage Witch, okay? Uh, yeah, you, you, I think you do. I think you feel, maybe you're, you, you, it's easier to connect with people if you're feeling that. So, so why not Even just friends? do cocaine? That's a good point. Or Fenibut. <laughs> yeah. Or, which is or, like Soviet cocaine. Yeah. Um, people often wonder here, is it, it's a, is it a sexual activity? And kind of as what Harrison just said, for some people it is, for other people it isn't. I mean, it does involve breasts. You know, a lot of guys have, um, you know, breast fetishes. They're obsessed with breasts. Sure. They have mommy issues. Uh, some people say it's foreplay. Others treat it more like hugging or cuddling. I, I guess it depends on the couple. I'm I'm a I'm a leg man personally. I'm more of an ass man myself. But they, 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 yeah, I'd say they're very close, kind of neck and neck. Yeah. But I'm not a neck man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm into thighs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, it, what's weird about this fetish to me is I think most fetish most fetishes in general have like are instigated by men. I think most men, because men are just deviant creatures. We're just deviants yes. by our nature. Yeah, you know, we're disgusting, base creatures. And I think most of us just kind of fetishize every part of a woman's body. What's weird about this is it's the other way around. Yeah, you know, a lot of I think this fetish, you know, the, the origin of this fetish is within a woman. Yeah, and 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 if you if you're like, that's not true. Women are just I don't know. Talk to anyone who's gay, and you'll be like, <laughs> oh, okay, you know. I see, I see. Because that's just, that's what happens. That's what happens if we're just allowed to run wild. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's anarchy. So, Harrison, being somebody who, who's encountered a part of the fetish scene, you, you have a few fetishes, you've encountered a lot of people who engage right. in fetish behavior. How would you bring up something like this to uh, your partner? Me? Oh, okay. Well, I would, um, 
you kind of got to like test the waters, you know? <laughs> what, what just like uh, spray, like give them a shot of breast milk and be like, hey, here, do this shot. I'm like, what is it? That's Kahlua. So in your scenario, I'm the breastfeeding woman and the... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're a breastfeeding woman <sighs> oh, and you okay, want your... <laughs> right. I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just... Work you hold... Yeah, you, if you were... Because I, I do this shit with bondage bullshit, right? I have little ways that I sort of... Do you just keep hinting at it or do you just keep bothering them? Like, you know, repeatedly bringing it up. I don't bring it up. I do things, right? Like when I'm making out with a woman, I do little things like put my hand on her throat or like, you know, kind of like just pin her arms behind her back and see if her eyes light up when I do it. Testing the waters. Yeah. Because if Good her idea. eyes light up, then it's like, ah, oh, she's into this. If they don't light up, then I'm not like I'm, it's not fun if they're not into it, you know? But But I think there's like, you know, a, a, a pretty huge, a vast difference here between like, you know, a little choking or, or uh, restraints no. versus let's spend 20 minutes every two to three hours sucking on my breast to induce lactation. No, if I was a woman and I was trying to subtly be like, you know, you're making out and then it's like when the guy like, you know, licks the woman's breast, let's say, nipple. Uh, just like hold his fucking head there for like five minutes. <laughs> I like, think- suck it, motherfucker. You know, just that's how you do it. Maybe not that, you know, maybe a little more subtle, but. I think what they all they yeah. really need to do is I'm yeah. never going to fuck you again until you induce lactation in my breasts. Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah. And then when, it, and then if, uh, if, if, if you don't want to fuck me and you cheat on me, we're going to get a divorce and I get half of your stuff. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, Lysistrata method. Yeah. <laughs> so you can strong arm that shit, ladies. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, um, yeah, there you go, people. You're wondering about adult nursing relationships, adult breastfeeding relationships. Well, we just uh, taught taught you about that. We just introduced that to you. Um, I am wondering how many of our listeners are now are now going to be like, hmm, I should give this a try. Right. Yeah. Just make sure he's laying in like a kind of a fetal position and just hold his fucking head there. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if you could put on like lullaby music. <sighs> now, it, now it's just, oh man. I would put on like that Rosemary's Baby theme song. <laughs> I think that's a good lactation song. It would just say uh, that little song that Carly Fiorina sang. You know, <laughs> play that in the background. That was I so, know two little girls so that I would like to see. Oh, God. God, I think I'm already lactating. <laughs> uh, people, this is episode 536 here, Sick and Wrong. Um, we have news coming up next. We have phone calls after that. Before we get to uh, the first story here, here's a word from AdamandEve.com. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one free item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And what's that free exclusive gift? It's the Clip Bumper, the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He'll love the way this love ring lets him stay harder, longer. It increases the strength of orgasm, and she'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. The unique bumper stimulates her clitoris, and it's soft and stretchy for a comfortable fit. The Clip Bumper's made of premium silicone, it's waterproof, and it's compatible with all water-based lubes. Use code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. So Harrison, uh, how often do you think of Richard Simmons? 
Um, maybe like once a day, you know. I mean, do you just think about like where has he been? What's he doing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think about him that much. Is he saving any fat people? I know Lenore used to work out with him. Yeah, you know, a lot of girls used to do that. Yeah. Um, he went West Hollywood. He had but then he kind of disappeared. Like, he vanished from the public eye. And, you know, I, I read some stories saying that uh, he was being tortured by his housekeeper. Oh, I, I heard that, too. Yeah, yeah. But, then, but then, like, there's all these weird, like, Howard Hughes-esque type of rumors circulating right. about him. And then I read this, and I don't know what to believe now. The National Enquirer broke an explosive news story that features never-before-seen photos of Richard Simmons living as his female identity, Fiona. Okay. Did you know he had a sex change? No. Is this true or is this? I it's Enquirer. I, I don't know, but I mean, it was in a like several Radar Online, TMZ reported. Okay. It. I don't know. I mean, he's sixty-seven years old. Right. And in these pictures, he he has flowing brunette locks and womanly curves. Yeah. Think of Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. You know, Richard Simmons with the high voice, yeah, the everybody... curly hair. Yes. The little shorts with feminine curves. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's weird about those little shorts? <laughs> Is it's like, they now it's weird. Now it's, yeah, oh yeah, every time. Um, when I'm sweating to the oldies, you know, some Bobby Darren, <laughs> put on some Bobby Darren, and I'm doing jumping jacks, fucking hard as shit. Anyway... No, the weird thing about the shorts is that, like, you know, now it's like, ah, ha-ha, look at, you know. But in 1978, all men wore those shorts. All men it, wore shorts that short in, like, the 70s. I think in... Like, and even the early 80s. Yeah, but I think in, like, Scandinavian countries, they still do. Like, in they, Europe? Yeah, they probably still do. Yeah, and, like, Italy, I think they're just like, yeah, let's, you know, that's, that's normal there. It was literally in America, like, some point in, I don't know, the mid-80s, men are like, wait a minute, that's kind of gay? What? <laughs> And, then, uh, and is that when, like... I uh, won't wear shorts above the knee anymore. And then everybody's walking around like fucking Fred Durst. Is that when, like, cargo pants came out? <laughs> I think yeah. so. Like, uh, or, like, khaki, those khaki, like, cargo mm. pants shorts. Utila kilts. <laughs> <laughs> but, but one of my favorite mm. pictures ever of Lemmy is... Uh, it was like in like 1981 or something. He's wearing like these cutoff jean shorts and just one of his nuts is just hanging out. Ah, uh, yes. And that's, that, that's Always what a danger. it was. Yeah. yeah you, you'd sometimes have a dangler mm. hanging out there. I feel, I don't know. I feel like there was a time when women liked men's legs or something. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, under butt and men. You know, I feel it's, like, I feel like, yeah, I've, well, oh, come on. That's yeah. No. Yeah, but I think there was a time. With men. I think there was a time right. when girls liked, you know, they they felt it framed a man's ass. They they could see his legs and every like they looked more athletic. I think they just like looked at their legs like you'd look at a horse's legs and be like, ah, there's some muscles there that that'll <laughs> get them that around the third down. lap. You know, I I put my money down <laughs> on uh, that one. And then it became like, yeah. no, you got to wear basketball shorts and pull your socks up and only have about six inches of flesh exposed. Right. Yeah. You know, or just wear like uh, tapered jean shorts with your fucking sandals and socks. Because yeah, I feel like me in you know the seventies, I could just with my hairy legs just like walk around town. I uh, did. You'd have cleaned up. Now it's like it's an abomination upon the earth. <laughs> you know. Now they're like, you need to get waxed. Yeah. Got to be bald. <laughs> um. So like Caitlyn Jenner, uh -huh. Richard Simmons has uh, opted for breast implant surgery hormone right. therapy, and a host of other invasive changes to create the transformation. Sure. And while he's yet to make a public announcement, 
The Acquirer say he's been secretly venturing out of his Hollywood Hills home dressed as a woman for months. Do you think you would recognize Richard Simmons as a man or a woman? Like, if you saw him in the street, would you be like, oh, shit, that's Richard Simmons? I don't think I would. I don't think I would, but I don't, you know, I feel like he's aged in a weird way. I haven't seen him in a weird way, but I feel like he's got that weird kind of like fat red Donald Trump face. Yeah, but it's not orange. It's not like, it's not like, you know, spray tanned orange, but he does kind of have like a, that's kind of that fat face though. Yeah. But it's been a long time since I, I don't, you know, honestly, I have no idea what he looks like. Yeah. And if he's been getting extensive plastic surgery, who knows? But, but, but the, the thing is, I'm just wondering if this is all hearsay. Yeah, you know, my, my image of him is still like when he used to go on Letterman and be like, Barbara Streisand! Ah! And then he, David Letterman would just cut into him and he'd cry. But do you remember when he'd be on Stern? I don't, actually. I don't oh, my God. It was some of my Stern. favorite episodes of Stern. Hmm. He would come on Stern and he'd bring like a couple fat people. Hmm. And Stern would be interviewing him you know, under the guise of this being a serious interview. But meanwhile, there'd be like a snicker on like a fishing line just kind of floating in front of the fat people and mm. a slice of pizza and a hamburger. And then Richard Simmons would get so mad. He would just right. start crying. And, and then Howard would have to apologize and get them to take away the, the, the fishing poles with the hamburgers. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I wouldn't recognize him. But I don't, I, I'm, you know, I lived in New York for a long time, so I don't look at people. You're not supposed to look at people when you're walking around. Do you think there's a chance that Richard Simmons and Caitlyn Jenner might be an item? I mean, that depends if they're... I mean, once you get into tra like trans orientation, then you, you got to make a mat like a matrix graph, you know? Because you got to decide what you're into. Are you into men? Yeah. Are you into women? Yeah. Are you into other trans? Right. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. You got to make a... Yeah. Very yeah. complicated. It's just weird that they come out, though, at, at like 67. Well, it's one of those weird things, like, it's the same thing in, like, the kink community, because people don't realize this shit until they're, like, 42, or, or, but it's a kind of a shame, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm a woman, I just haven't realized it till now, and now I'm 62. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, like you miss out on you, all that, you that miss the out on of life. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know, I want to, I, I just, I can't really picture Richard Simmons as a woman. I just didn't. Yeah, it's not, it's not that it's not that different, you know. Did you just feel that? That was an earthquake. Was it? Did you feel that? Whoa, bro! Yeah, the whole place just shook. My cat's gonna fucking shit. All right, I just kind of did. Hmm. You know, what I think it was. I think it was like we're we're sitting here uh, insulting Richard Simmons. <laughs> That's what happens. He called the anger of the gods <laughs> down upon us. Well, more power hmm. to him. I, you know, yeah. I, I want, I want to, I want to try to, I'm going to try to find a picture of Richard Simmons right. as his alter ego here, Fiona, his female identity, yeah. and I'll post it to the site. I you think did, now that it's socially acceptable, now people are realizing, like, oh, I like this. Oh, I could do this. Oh, whatever. You know. You know who I want to see come out as a transgendered woman? Who? Axel Rose. Ah, yes. <laughs> Would that be great? Oh, that'd be beautiful. <laughs> He was in the news this past week. This is my favorite story of the week. Mm. You know, every week when I pick out stories, there's a couple that stand out to me. This is my favorite one. Axel Rose sent notice to Google demanding takedown of the fat memes Guns N' Roses pictures. Right. That were posted. The fat meme pictures of himself. The Guns N' Roses frontman claims he owns these photos and he no longer wants them to be available online. Right. It look uh, yeah, it's like a photo where he looks like he's like jumping down to 
to catch an ice cream truck before it drives away or something. You know? Some of these memes are great. Yeah. Just type in Fat Axl Rose meme. I like he, the one where he's got the, the his headband has the Quaker Oats logo and it says diabetes. I like that one. I think that's the one he's really pissed about. Yeah. Um, there's one I saw that it was just him with that picture. He's got just his face is really fat. He's got that like red bandana and the fake hair and everything. And it just says, welcome to Burger King. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is you have to realize about him is that I feel like for the last 20 years, he's just been in daily psychoanalysis or something. So he hasn't really observed the world. So maybe he doesn't know the Barbara Streisand rule, right? (laughs) Where you're like, don't take pictures of my house. And here's a picture of my house, and now it's in the news, you know? You know, over the past 20 years, he's been working hard and diligently on the album, Chinese right. Democracy. Okay. It took two decades to release. Hmm. Did you ever hear that? Um, yes, I did it's hear about god that. god-awful. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing for the past two decades. But the one thing he obviously wasn't doing is following Beyonce. Because Beyonce was unable to get Google to remove pictures of unflattering photos of herself from that Super Bowl. Do you right. remember that? I do remember that, yeah. So there, there, there were a bunch of photos that came out where she looked like She-Hulk, like undergoing some kind of just transformation. Mm. And they're very unflattering. So then... I don't know. I love fucking She-Hulk, so... But, but I love you, me some She-Hulk. Well, some of these pictures, I mean, she kind of she looked like, like she was transforming into this monstrosity. Whether and, she's in her beastly leotard or in the courtroom <laughs> arguing a case, you know? Either way, I'm fucking game. I'm down. Well, so Beyonce's PR... Um, team or whatever contacted Google and they're like we want these pictures removed yeah. Beyonce's upset the Queen Bee's gonna come after you and Google's like whatever what are you gonna do yeah they don't understand how the internet works well what the internet did is they responded in spades then they right. photoshopped her in like I don't know however many uh, positions right and uh, then these photos just proliferated all over the internet and that's what's happening to Axl Rose right now yeah cause I don't know what he thinks he could do if Beyonce can't do it he can't do it right well, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he hasn't been to a grocery store in 20 years. He doesn't know <laughs> these things. You know, he's, he has been working his ass off in preparation, preparation for this summer's tours because he's fronting Guns N' Roses now and ACDC. Right. And his voice, is, his voice actually sounds great. Hmm. I think, actually, I think he'd be, he'd be I, you know, I'd go see him sing for ACDC, even though I kind of hate ACDC, but right. I, w- I would probably sing it. I, w- I would, if a friend of mine was going to that show and we had nosebleed seats, I wouldn't mind seeing Axl Rose singing um what's that song big balls a lot of rosy i don't know whatever you know? <laughs> i just think he could do it yeah um but he's definitely he's noticeably slimmer now than he was five years ago right you know a few years ago when he first came out into the public eye hmm. um but he's upset because he doesn't understand how the, the internet works right so he sent a cease and desist letter to google demanding the removal of photos and memes poking fun at his weight right these photos were taken in 2010. Uh, quote, he, he sent, he sent this, this letter here. Copyright image of Axl Rose. Please be advised that no permission has been granted to publish the copyright image, so we cannot direct you to an authorized example of it. And so he sent, uh, these were sent by a web sheriff on behalf of, of Axl Rose. What the hell's a web sheriff? Yeah, I read that too. I, I didn't know what the fuck that was. Is that a, I didn't know if they were kidding. I thought they were kidding, you know? I think it's a job. I think it's a that's an official like a position. It's a, a web it's probably a company. It's not a job. It can't well, be a what, job. What is it? But I mean, it must be like it's a company called Web Sheriff, and you're a Web Sheriff that works for them. Okay. I mean, I guess. Do do they deputize you? 
Yeah, I think they do. I think it's like a old, it's like an old Western, you know, <laughs> where they're like, <clears throat> you, you know, you're unwittingly the sheriff, and then they're coming to town to, uh, I don't know, cyber bully you or some shit. <laughs> he said that these photos belong to Axl Rose or the property of Axl Rose and they can't be used for any other purposes other than what he um, he, he, he allows you to and uh, believe it or not Google has yet to comply to Axl Rose's takedown notice. Well, see, this is this is just a, a stunning um, lack of legal knowledge because if he <laughs> had bothered to read uh, the case of uh, Br'er Rabbit v. Br'er Fox uh, he would know that Br'er Rabbit sent a cease and desist against throwing him into the briar patch, which is exactly what he wanted Br'er Fox to do because he fucking grew up in the goddamn motherfucking briar patch. But wasn't Br'er Fox extremely racist? Where was the tar baby? There's the tar baby is a different story. Okay. That's a different Br'er Rabbit story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and God, is that a racist story? That is very racist. And I've heard people use that expression in like a business meeting. Like, that's, that's, a, tar that's a tar baby we don't want to touch. And it's like, are you new? <laughs> are you? <laughs> I think I'm going to use that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I have a meeting I have to do tomorrow yeah. with a marketing team. Yeah. I think I'm going to be like, that is a tar baby yeah. that you want to steer clear of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, make, so, sure, make sure to take a selfie while you're carrying your box of bullshit out of the building, please, <laughs> so I can see it. I think these fat photos of uh, Axl Rose is a tar baby that he should probably avoid. Yeah, I agree. It's going to lead to further embarrassment. I agree. Yeah. Well, good luck there, Axl. If Beyonce mm. couldn't do it, I don't think you could. For those of the, the British people who might not know Br'er Rabbit, because it's the tales of Uncle Remus in America. I don't even know what it is. But if, they, if you don't know, there's a tar baby, right? That's just a, uh, it's like a fake baby made of tar. <laughs> right, and so he thinks it's a it's a little it's a little African American child, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And the and it doesn't say anything because it's not a real fucking kid. It's just made of tar. But doesn't he carry it around and it's stuck on? Him no, he's like that? he's like, "What? Hey, man, I said hello to you, motherfucker." Because it's like you know back then you just had to be super polite to all white people if you were black. <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, you what? Are you snubbing me? Are you snubbing me?" So he starts punching it. And then his fist gets stuck to the fucking baby. And then oh, he's like, ah, yeah. and then he just gets he's... stuck. Oh, you know what? And then they throw him in the briar. Okay, you know what? It's the same story. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tar baby in every Uncle Remus Look, story. it's late and I'm drunk. All right. Whatever. Um, well, you got a story here. What story do you have? Oh, I've got a story. Witches hex Brock Turner, Stanford swimmer convicted of rape. Ooh vamp for a little bit while I drink this water so people aren't like people know who Brock Turner is I mean this is like this is the buzz story of the week I mean it it is unbelievable if you want to talk about a travesty of justice here and and people I think have you know um, I think I think they're allowed to be outraged here sure yes they are so let me go into this a group of witches hexed convicted sex offender Brock Turner on Tuesday Convicted sex offender who prosecutors were trying to convict him of six years for raping an unconscious woman behind a dumpster on the Stanford campus. But he got six months and will probably only serve three months. Right. And he didn't actually officially apologize. His apology was like a non-apology. Yeah, he was like, right. I, you know, I don't really remember doing this, but... Sorry. Turner, who was convicted of sexually assaulting an unconscious woman, was sentenced to six months in prison and three years probation... A sentence widely criticized as too lenient 
a group of witches felt similarly. Man, how many stories <laughs> do you have that start with that? A group of witches felt similarly. <laughs> Melanie Hexen. Okay. That's her real last name? No. Oh, come on. Right. A belly dancer and midwife. See what I mean about the midwife? A midwife. Yeah, see? It are can they mean... all witches? Some of them are. Well, the, 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 some of them aren't witches, but it's like, I know about berries, you know? So it's like, that makes you a witch or something. They, they can do spells. And yeah. They, they're Wiccans. I mean, back in the day, literally, if you were caught with certain berries, that was enough to burn you alive with. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a belly dancer. It's a which, changeling. Right. <laughs> A belly dancer apparently means shit. I don't know. But who identifies as a traditional hereditary witch organized a max hexing, a mass hexing of Turner on Tuesday. She posted the hexing as an event on Facebook and invited her 12 coven sisters with whom she decided to perform the hex and publicize it on the social media platform. A mass hexing? Yeah. Is that, is that commonly done? I mean, mass hexing. How how effective would that be? I feel like if you actually got together, you know, and got gathered around a fire or some shit, that that might mean something. But a Facebook group, it's bullshit. What if you like periscoped it and you did just a live broadcast? You had an and you know, no, I could see that working. No, 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 no. All right, the, the powers of fucking magic don't work like that. All right. Can you do it to Donald Trump? Magic and technology are enemies. <laughs> Unless you're in the world of Shadowrun, in which they're not. No, they still are. Anyway, shut up. Okay. I think it really struck a chord with a lot of women as a way to feel like they had some power in this situation, Hexen told U.S. News, that there was something they could do, some way they could come together and focus their rage and their need for justice that wasn't being met. Which, okay, sure. Uh, witches doing spells in times when they're otherwise powerless goes back thousands of years, she added. And that's, you know, technically true, but, you know, what else goes back thousands of years is, you know, I don't know, the belief that the headaches are caused by fucking goblins. I mean, it's a lot of things. That doesn't mean it's, you know, a good idea, but whatever. What do I know? So, uh, do they I don't want to get hexed. Don't do, fucking hex Do me. they have, like, a, do they, they have a sample of the hex? Oh, like, was there a ritual? I mean, was it like a, a ritual? Did all the witches have to do this simultaneously? Yeah, I think they read this at the same time. And here, here it goes. All right. Are you going to do it in a witch's voice? Brooke Allen Turner. <laughs> no, that's not even it. No. What would a, witch's, a modern witch's voice be like? Brooke no, I, yeah, I, I'm thinking like hmm. the, uh, the red witch from Game of Thrones. The hot one. I just, that's actually I, like 10,000 years old. Yeah, I only pretend to watch Game of Thrones. So... I would say I would say Don't like admit to it. Like Mona from Who's the Boss, maybe. You know? I could see Let's that say working. That. Yeah. Alright, so I'm just gonna do like Tony Danza. I always found her kinda hot. Angela, Brooke Allen Turner, we hex you, the sample reads. You will be impotent. You will know constant pain of pine needles in your guts. Pine needles? Food will bring you no sustenance, Samantha. In water your lungs will fail you. Sleep will only bring nightmares. Shame will be your mantle. You will meet justice. So basically, the average Tuesday for John Steele, essentially, is, is what this, this hex is, I guess. I like the Who's the Boss references. Yeah. Who, who was the boss? Uh, it was uh, Angela. Judith Light. Really? Yeah. I thought it was the young gay kid. 
There wasn't a young gay there kid. There was a young gay kid. What? Danny Pintaro. You're thinking of Boner from... I swear to God, look pants. it up. Danny Pintaro, young gay kid from Who's what the Boss. Was he Samantha's friend or something? No, he's the breath of the sun. Jonathan? Jonathan. He was like eight. He was super gay back then. There was an episode, and I'm not sure, I may, I might have just imagined this, but there was an episode where Jonathan, where Jonathan actually hit Tony with a slingshot and it killed Tony. And then it ended up being a dream. Wow. But he, and then he felt rather bad about, dark for who's the boss. Yeah, I might have imagined that, but I'm pretty sure it was a real episode. Huh. Anyway. Did he get sodomized by Mr. Belvedere? No, that was, that was, uh, maybe that was one of my, dreams. that was some of the fan fiction I showed you that I wrote. <laughs> that was, it's a whole different thing, you know? So anyway, so, so how, yeah. how the heck was Judith was it Light, successful? You know? And if you listen to my fucking band, the Judith Light Orchestra, you'd know that. All right. Come on. Though the nature of the hex was vitriolic, Hexen said she has no concerns about the rule of three or any magical backlash. And I actually had to look that up, and it's basically that... Uh, the rule of three? It's a Wiccan thing, all right? It states that when it, whatever energy a person puts out into the world, be it positive or negative, will be returned to that person three times. But the thing about Wicca is that it just, it's, it's, um, it's all a bunch of nonsense, you know? Of course. I mean, well, okay, all religions are a bunch of nonsense. But, I mean, it's a bunch of very recent nonsense, which, in my eyes, somehow makes it less valid. I just find it funny when girls yeah. are like, or, you know, women are like, yeah. oh, I'm a white witch, I'm a Wiccan, I have yeah. crystals, and I'm going to do spells. It's like, okay, fine. Just it's syncretic, right? Like, it I is, guess, like, yeah. you know, it's from a lot of different... Well, it's an amalgamation of yeah, like, yeah. different theories yeah. and beliefs. But you know what? If you're going to do a hex, if you're going to do a spell... Let's do voodoo. Do it in fucking Enochian, the language of the angels, or do it in... A, do it in, at least go to Latin. You know, this is just laziness. Yeah, I think if you're going to do that, yeah, you should, like, yeah. uh, just go get a Necronomicon yeah, or like something the, and read, do something, like, you know, actually menacing. The Goetian spirits speak of no fucking English, lady. This is like a sonnet, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not intimidated at all. <laughs> so so this guy, Brock Turner, mm. you do know if he was a black guy, he'd be in prison for, like, 15 years. Oh, absolutely. Um, Or shot um, by the campus, please. But, uh... This guy, though, Brock Turner, do you think this is all going to blow over in a few years? Like, do you think he's going to be able to date another girl? Like, do you think a girl's going to date him and be like, you know, okay, yeah, you had a bout of the affluenza and you raped the chick and you get you got six months in prison, not even prison, county jail. I mean, I know for a fact in the last three years that George Zimmerman's had more girlfriends than me by far. So <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I mean, the only good thing is that I guess he has to register with the sex offender thing. Yeah, no, this guy's going to be a sex offender for the rest of his life. Yeah. Which, you know, he should. It's, a, it's, it's, no, uh, he should have I don't know. Is it the rest of his life or is it only like a certain amount of no, time? No, for life. Okay, and that's, that, good. that's the only part yeah. of the ruling I agree with. Right. I, I really do think he should have got at least five years in prison. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I would have liked to have seen that. Right. Yeah. Because now he's, got, he's not even in prison. He's in a county jail. A county jail. And then yeah. three months, he's going to be back home. Yeah. Like, oh, it's basically going to be his summer is going to be in county jail. Right. A daycare for yeah. affluenza teens. Yeah, exactly. And I guarantee it'll probably be better than my fucking summer, you know? <laughs> uh, will the spell work? Hexen is certain of it. I'm a really experienced, powerful witch, she well, he's, said. He's going to get a bunch of pine needles in yeah. his stomach. Yeah, and again, this is... this. Ooh. <laughs> 
saying things like this, I mean, this, this, this is one thing you can actually blame on Muhammad Ali. You know, somebody yeah. saying, I'm a really experienced, powerful witch. I have no doubt that when I cast the hex, it will be successful. I am so fucking hexed after this. I, I swear to God. They're just Get a gonna, voodoo doll. They're going to curse me. Yeah, no, you're screwed. Mm. If they listen to this podcast, which they probably don't, because most women choose not to listen to Sick and Wrong. Yeah. But if they do, you're going to be hexed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you got a fucking voodoo poppet on your goddamn wall, so whatever. Oh, yeah, I do. That's yeah. my protector. Right. Got that in New Orleans. So she's very con confident it will be successful, even though it's just made up. It's made up. It's, at least have some basis for this. Yeah, I got to say, though, I like the effort. I like her moxie. I, there's no effort. Let's no, say, but I, mean, I, like, I like the idea of just get, let's get together yeah. and just put a hex on this guy. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. What else can you do? I mean, yeah. I the judge can... pretty much exonerated him. There's nothing else you can do. What to go right. throw eggs at his house. I feel like that'd be better, you know, <laughs> but whatever. I mean, if it makes people feel good, sure. Whatever. Anyway, yet despite her power, Hexen stressed that witches lead very normal lives and are just like everyone else. We raise our families and we garden and except for how we pray or don't pray or worship or don't worship, that's really the only difference. Well, because you are everybody else. Yeah. There, there's no fucking difference. Yeah, there's no difference. You go play with crystals and you make your little spells and you write your yeah. sonnets. Where do you think the, you know, fucking rituals of the goddamn Catholic Church come from, lady? It's basically LARPing. You know? yeah. I think that's what uh, all religions are. LARP. Yeah, I think so. Live action role play. Yeah. All right, we have one more story here. Uh, this one came in from Deanna. She says, this lady is my hero. All right. I'm going to kind of blow through this one here. Uh, intoxicated woman pours vodka on child's face and then kicks officer in the groin. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's my hero. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, this actually happened in Florida. Huh, Clearwater, Florida. Florida. Wow. Huh. Yeah, you, the, this this Crazy. type of behavior is so atypical for that mm. area of the nation. That seems like if, I, I thought in Florida they give you a parade for doing shit like that. Yeah, like yeah. I can't believe you'd actually be charged with a crime for yeah. that. Hmm. That's a coming of age ritual. Hmm. Uh, this week, a North Carolina woman became angry when a seven-year-old boy splashed water at her at the Sheraton Sand Key. A uh, hotel. Uh, clearly, Good. she was at the pool. Sure, she was just a guest at the hotel at the pool. Rosanna Kaiser's her name. Mm. She was drinking from a bottle of vodka in the swimming pool area when she kept getting splashed by this kid. Right. You know, I can feel her pain here. Yeah. I can empathize with this. Well, it's a teachable moment, you know, for the child. The child learns like, don't fuck with random people. You don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. They could pull a knife. You don't know. Exactly, and, that, and that's people. the problem, is you have these parents, you just don't give a shit. They're on Facebook. They're right. like, oh, this is my gift to the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, this, uh, this, the, the, this, yeah. this genetic mutation, oh, yeah. this genetic dead end that's mm. screaming and running around and splashing water. And just it, that, that, that has no, they, you know, they, they, they don't teach the kid how to behave. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's and no like, discipline. Oh, he's in the gorilla cage. Well, I'm busy doing a fucking cyber hex, so I guess uh, you know somebody else <laughs> will handle this problem. You know, we, we just killed an endangered species <laughs> that everybody loved in the community. But sorry, yeah, you know your kid has to jump in the water. You know, your kid isn't God's gift. It isn't some you know amazing gift to 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 humanity here. No, in fact, it's your a cancer a, upon it, your the kid's earth. It's a blight. Yeah, is what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like so. So here's this kid. 
you know, raising a ruckus, causing havoc. Right. You know, bothering, disturbing other hotel guests. This girl just wants to drink her vodka and sit in the sunlight. Right. You know? Well, the kid could have learned a lesson, you know? And now the kid learns nothing. Well, I guess he did learn this. He Vodka in your face isn't very uh, pleasant. Uh, right. She apparently she grabbed the child and she poured the vodka, uh, you know, poured the vodka bottle directly onto the boy's face and <laughs> eyes. She then grabbed him around the chest yeah. and pushed him into the pool. All right, that that's, that might be a little too far. You think that's extreme? I think she should have just thrown his drink, her drink, in his face like like she's on a date with a scumbag kind of thing, grabbing him and pouring the bottle, and she's drinking straight out of the bottle. I mean, it is Florida. I don't know. I kind of like when you do something like you just start screaming at them in tongues. Like you scream and you speak in tongues, you bark like a wild, wild animal, and then you spit on them. Okay. Yeah, do something like that. I mean, yeah. it's confusing. Mm-hmm. You know, what's a kid going to do? He's going to be like, that, what, that woman's possessed. I right. should not go over to that area of the pool. No, confusing children is always the best way to deal with them. That or you get one of those devices that has that tone that only people under 18 can hear and it upsets them. It's like what they use to keep kids away from convenience stores now. I remember when I was a kid. Yeah. I was uh, I was a bit of a hellion. But uh, we I think we just went and saw Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. This mm-hmm. is how old I am. Went and saw Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. When did that movie come out? 1984? I'm going to say 1985 or 86. I, so I was probably like 10. Yeah. You know, 9 or 10. Um, and uh, we, we went to go see this movie. And afterwards, we're in like the food court of this mall. And I went and took like, I don't know. Maybe 12 packets of ketchup, and I put them on the ground, mm. and I just stomped them all at once, and it sprayed all over these two ladies. <laughs> like, just all over them. Ketchup and mustard all yeah. over their, their dress and their hose. Yeah. This woman grabbed me and just smacked me. Yeah. Like, smacked me. Right. Hard. Yeah. Like, I was crying. Okay. And you know what my mom did? What? My mom smacked me. Right, yeah, sure. You know, and, and I was just like, okay, I guess I probably shouldn't do this in the future. No. I shouldn't spray random strangers with condiments. Right. You learn a lesson. It's a teachable moment. I learned a moment. fucking lesson. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and this kid deserves See, nowadays, this. they would have put that woman in the fucking wicker man and set it on fire. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she would have. No, she would have. Yeah. She would have been tried That's, for battery. What you know? Yeah. Um... So hotel management here contacted the police for assistance in ejecting the woman from the property. Uh, The officers responded to her hotel room. She was told seven times to gather her belongings and leave or she'd be arrested. Hmm. And maybe she crossed the line here. I think pouring the vodka in the kid's face is fine. I think that's permissible. I think that's fine. God, you know what I haven't done in a while? Masturbated to Britt Eklund. Who's Britt Eklund? That blonde who's in The Wicker Man. She's hot. She's in a James Bond movie, too. Did you ever see the remake? Uh, yes. Well, was that good? It's, it's amazing. No, Nicholas it's, Cage, right? It's, it's the stupidest thing ever, but it's amazing. You know? Because <laughs> yeah. of how terrible it is? Yeah, he's just screaming. He's just screaming and punching old women for two hours. Huh, I kind of like yeah. the sound of that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You know, it's, worthy, it's worthy of uh, at least having a group hex, you know, oh, come over and watch it. So Rosanna here wouldn't gather her things and leave. She refused and was placed under arrest. She repeatedly kicked a male officer in the groin with the heel of her foot, resulting in extreme pain and physical injury to the arresting officer's groin area. Yeah. Wait, so the first they just asked her to leave. They didn't call the cops. No, they, they called the cops. Oh, okay, okay. But she ran to her hotel room. Oh, I see. And she just wouldn't leave. Got it. So they had to drag her out. Mm. And that's when she kicked the officer in the nuts. Right. 
Uh, she also struck other officers in the head, neck, and chest with her elbows. Hmm. You know, I was fine with the vodka. Pour mm. the vodka in the kid's face. Kick mm-hmm. him into the pool. <laughs> Drop kick that kid in the pool. That's fine. Yeah. But you know what, though? When the, when the police come, just, just leave. Yeah. It's not, not going to do you any good. Now she's charged with child abuse, battery of a law enforcement officer, resisting an officer with violence, and failure to leave a public service establishment. Mm. This is all because parents don't discipline their kids anymore. Yes. Get off of Facebook. Stop watching Hulu on your phone. Right. And just give a shit what little Timmy's doing. Yeah. You know, a gorilla's going to get killed because of that kid. Yeah. That's what I'd feel bad. I feel If I was that kid that caused that gorilla to die, you know, of course the gorilla's going to die. Right. You know, they have to shoot it. I mean, I think he's a baby, right? Was it, it wasn't a kid that's going to remember that. He's like three or something. He's three years old, but I think yeah. he should grow up with this stigma. He's the gorilla killer. Right. You know, and, and, and this kid is basically the same thing. It's just like, you know, fucking ladies <laughs> just sitting there drinking her vodka. Leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. God. You could just paint a gorilla costume white and every, like, every year, like, on the anniversary of the gorilla's death, pretend to be the gorilla's ghost and run <laughs> in his bedroom like, ooh, you killed me. I'm Harambe, the ghost of Harambe. That'll fucking learn him not to fuck around just at the zoo. that kid. <laughs> I think that was an episode of Scooby-Doo, actually, now that I think of it. Yeah. You know, I, I think we should have child-friendly tasers. Okay. Like, uh, just something that, like, gives you a little shock, like a little snap. Like, you know those joy buzzers? Right. Just a little snap. Not, not like a real taser that's going to, you know, incapacitate you. Just something that's going to give you a little shock. You're going to be like, I should leave this area. I made one of those, actually, when I was 12. A child taser? Well, just like a really light taser that just gives you a little fucking annoying shock. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah. And so yeah. instead of like, you know, screaming at the kid or pouring vodka in their face or, or kicking them in the stomach, you mm. just give them that little taser and then they just mm. go away. Or you I bet just, you could do that in China. Right. You know what? I might get one of those dog whistle things for kids. They make those? Yeah. The, what, what was I just talking about? They have the, the electronic thing. It's like a... Electric... Wait, it's like a frequency that only children can hear? Only people under 18 can hear I don't believe it. that. No, it's true. Only under 18? Yeah, because it really annoys them. It doesn't like hurt them, but it annoys them. So they won't hang around outside your fucking convenience store. So what happens when you're 19 and you can't hear it anymore? Yeah. I don't believe this. Read about it, man. I'm a, a dog whistle up. for kids. Yes. For minors. Yeah, it's a different... You, you, as you mature, you know, the, the frequencies you hear change. Oh my God, that's great. Could you imagine yeah. you just blow it and all the kids just like yeah. fall on the ground writhing about <laughs> with their hands over their ears? Yeah, man. That's what you, know? you need. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I, I should have been doing that with my cat. I thought a dog a whistle for kids would be like Neil Diamond. Oh, that'll work too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just play a Neil Diamond. Yeah. Play like, uh, yeah, as... What's that? What's that? Uh, Sweet Caroline. Yeah, I mean, that Your works. Kid's gonna be writhing on the ground, holding his hands over his. Unless ears. you're at Fenway Park. Yeah, it doesn't then, work there. And then they'll start chanting. Yeah. Uh, people, send your story. Singaroundpodcasthotmail dot com. Uh, we have phone calls coming up next. Remember, people, you can call the show at the new number three two three five two two four zero three two. Before we get to that, here's another word from AdamEve dot com. Hey guys, it's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, 
disease got pretty bad. Let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code diddle d-i-d-d-l-e I am now a new man. Harris, we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, I know we got a call from the retarded Scoutmaster. It's been a while since we've been uh, playing him playing his calls on the show. But the guy calls in like three times a week, every week. <laughs> well, I try to space it out. God, God bless that fella. He's dedicated. He's a loyal listener. But this mm-hmm. time he calls in. Uh, he called in with a call about um, retarded people working on farms. Oh. Harvesting the power of the retarded. Hmm. Like just just the, the just enjoying the earth, tilling the earth for the purpose of doing so, or are they or are they like picked up outside of a Home Depot, you know, like in the morning and then somebody drives into their farm kind of thing. Do you think the re- the retarded people would be hanging outside the Home Depot, or would you like? It's so like know, a scanner darkly kind of situation. I'm wondering. Do, do, do you drive it? Do you pull up in a short bus to the Home Depot and have them get on and then go to the farm? I, I can. I, or a I, really long van. I'm I'm hearing Jessington Bear's disappointed voice in my head right now. I just can picture him grimacing, even though yeah. I don't know what his face right. looks like. All right, we'll play the retard scoutmaster call. Okay. Hey guys. <clears throat> Retarded Scoutmaster here. Wow, I think he just lost. I was listening to wow. episode His testicles 457. And, uh, D, you mentioned that, uh, retarded people, you don't see them working, like, out in the field or lifting heavy stuff. And this, it was. Yeah, just like the, uh, that, that hit song, uh, by Men Without Hats from the 80s. You don't see retards in fields. Yeah, remember I remember that, that song. Yeah. Or, that that was on the uh, the same EP as the uh, Land Down Under, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good song, catchy. And there's also a line about fucking Vegemite sandwich in that one too. They're just <laughs> every fucking thing, you know. It was brought up by a call. Uh, the call is related to a gentleman who wanted to rent out retards, for retard strength, i.e., moving heavy boxes, lifting heavy shit, moving tire irons, shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, I need some tire irons moved. Uh, Hold on a second. Yeah. Is this retarded camp that he works at a labor camp? Is this like a North Korean labor camp for retarded people, like I, mentally handicapped? I think it might be, you know. Well, now it sounds rather ominous. At first, I thought it was just like, you know, you're a parent. Yeah. You're burdened by this retarded person that you have to take care of by law, and you don't know what to do with them, so you just ship them away to camp for the summer so other people can handle your retarded offspring. Right. But now I'm yeah. thinking they actually send them there to work and exploit you know, their, uh, their natural retarded abilities. Right. And they probably haven't had enough education to read the Arbeit Fry sign, you know? <laughs> exactly. And really understand yeah. it. Okay, well. I'm just paraphrasing, but he pretty much said that. Anyway. I'm rambling. Well, uh, Dee said that <coughs> retards only work in places like Taco Bell. I beg to differ. I work currently at a farm, and there's a 57-year-old retarded woman, I think, 
That's about her age. It's pretty Guess exact age. He works on a farm now? Okay, I'm, I'm kind of confused what the yeah. retard Scoutmaster does. I know he works at a camp for retarded people. Right. But then he also works on a farm with retarded people? It's getting dark. I don't know, you know? I am going to bet you, you know, uh, dollars to donuts here, my dollars to your donuts, yeah. that he might be mentally handicapped. See, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I well, don't then think what's so. What's he doing working with all these retarded... You know, I'm not mentally handicapped, but yet I don't deal with any retarded people. Yeah. Ever. But the, he seems to work with, work with them on a farm. I'm sure it's camp. just a hilarious misunderstanding. Maybe. Yeah. She works there, too. And she works just as hard as I do, so... Yeah. Um, what do you do? So, there are retarded people who... Picking beats? Lift heavy shit and move stuff. <coughs> God. All right. Peace. All right. I, I, wanna, I need to go <laughs> lay down. <laughs> yeah, after, after that, I don't even Jesus. know if I want to continue. I'm kind of just annoyed now. Oh. And confused. Oh, man. This poor bastard. I'm unsettled. Yeah. This is just, I mean, it's like, okay, so she works as hard as you do doing mm. what? You lift things? That's what you. I, this guy has to be retarded. Does this guy live in Michigan? Do, do, I would for some doubt reason, it. I think that I would doubt. there's a lot of retarded people in Michigan. Okay, all right. Yeah, people don't um, farm in the winter though, right? You can't. The ground's too. But I mean, it's. But God, it's, I'm he's so just stupid. lifting heavy things. That's right. what he does all day. <laughs> Moving do tire he, irons around. <laughs> do you think he went to like? Do you think he has a high school diploma? I don't know. Do you think he's a Bernie bro? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh, he's a Trump chump. Hmm. But I, I know that he, there, he does have a, uh, a lawsuit on file claiming that he originally used the phrase, some folks call it a sling blade. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I could see him trying to sue Billy the, Bob Thornton yeah, for The case that. of uh, the retarded Scoutmaster v. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping the Scoutmaster can, uh, can lawyer up with a good Jewish lawyer. Right. You know, someone with the last name Bird or Steen or something. Yeah. All right. Well, Scoutmaster, uh, thanks for the, thanks for the call. It's always good to, to check in with you, even yeah. though I have like a backlog of like thirty phone calls I just haven't played. Um, but it's good to good to hear from you. It's good to hear uh, what's going on, and uh, it's interesting. I I, I do kind of wonder what he does on a daily basis, though. Yeah. Like when he's not working. Some folks call it a forced labor camp. Yeah, that's what yeah. I call it. What do you have here for the next call? Well, we got a folk, a fella who's got some accents. Accents. Yeah, yeah. Master of accents. Yep. Cunning linguist. Yep, he's a regular, regular Kevin Pollock. This one, I guess. Yo, Wagwan, Diana. I uh, just listened to your last episode. Um, you know, you guys were talking about Scottish accent and thing. And what is? Is it wait? Is this? Uh, is he? Are you from an alternate Earth where Jamaica is on the moon? What? What do you? What? He sounds like uh, what's his name? Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's right. character. <laughs> Why am I blanking on that? Not Borat. What you're going to do the thing? Uh, I I don't. You I know what I'm talking about? Not Borat. Uh, God, why can't I think of this right now? I don't remember his characters. You know how there's Borat, then there's the gay yeah. one, yeah, then yeah. there's the chav one, the chav one. Okay. Probably the most famous one. Throughout my life, I've always been told I have a pretty good accent, and and I have a, I have loads of different accents I can do. So, uh, 
actually um, quite a posh English boy. Well, that was a oh. shift. But what was that accent he was doing? That, that's why it, it wasn't like, anything, but I liked it. But he sounds like a, a chav, I think is what he was doing there. No, he was doing some weird, like, Caribbean patois meets Scotland. Oh, you think it was like a West Indies thing? Yeah, I don't know. It was like, it was, oof, I don't know. It, like, I, yeah, it broke I, my mind somehow. <laughs> Ali G, that's who I think he was doing. He was oh, trying to do like an Ali okay. G kind of thing. <sighs> All right. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Currently living in London, and also I, I did your voice. I did your um, advert to Stephen Hawking's one. What is he doing, Stephen Hawking now? Anyway, see you later, guys. Bye. Well, he's no Rob Brydon, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, I, I, you know, are you convinced? Do you, do you really think those accents were that good? I mean, as... He's, in, he's better than me. I mean, people can attest to the, right. the accents that I make, and they're, they're not good. Yeah, he might be better than me. I'm not no, very you're good, good myself. You're good. Wait, you could do a good Scottish accent. I can. Yeah, you do you a know. decent Irish one. I, um, I mean, let's not go nuts. We have a lot of listeners in Scotland. They're, they're going to fucking jump down my goddamn throat. Yeah, but I'm saying. So let's just say I do a parable one. Okay, okay. you, you know, you, a passable one. Like if yeah. you went to Fargo, North Dakota, and you were at a bar right. and you put on that Scottish accent, I guarantee you could probably get laid because they'd think you were from Scotland. Probably. You I just can't, I can't. I can't sustain it for that long. You know. Especially if, if only you're there drinking. were like. Yeah, if only there were like a pill that could help. You know, a more lasting, sustained Scottish accent. Can you do like a French or Italian accent? Yeah, but they're awful. They're oh, just they're really bad. Yeah, they're just like the stereotype. You know, can you do you the know? Indian, like an Indian accent? Like oh, I can like do that. Mumbai yeah, Mumbai or something. I can definitely do that, and I'm not going to. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's weird about the Indian accent is that I work with a lot of people with an Indian accent, but it's just something about the tone of the sing songiness. It, it just it sounds a rising like, inflection. It's, yeah, it's it just like sounds a, like one noise to me. It sounds like like I can't actually make out the words. Yeah, I've, I've never been a fan of that one. It's just like, I just can't hear it properly. I have to get them to like repeat themselves 20 times. I've I always kind of liked the, uh, the, just the Native American accent, like the traditional like Native American, like, like an Apache um, Indian. I'm giving you 30 free chips on behalf of the Great Bear Spirit. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, it's I a fun that, accent. It's a good know? one. You should, yeah. you should do that mm. when you go to England. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, anyway, you know, you're, that, that, was, that was impressive. I'm impressed with your accent-making ability. Right. Um, although I've, I kind of think that any English person can do all the other accents on their continent. We, I, I don't think so. I don't you think don't that's think, true. I, I think they can. I think they can shift from posh to chav to, to Liverpool, Liverpudlian or whatever. I guess they can. I mean, I, people here sure as shit can't. No, we you know? can. Yeah. But I mean, we can kind of do a southern accent if we wanted to. We can do that one southern accent. Yeah. My, we can't do like Kevin Spacey and House of Cards southern accent. Can you, you do know? a Boston accent, like a Bostonian accent? That actually is a really nuanced accent, and I, 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 I stopped trying it. to do it. Like, I can do Rhode Island. I can't do Boston because there's so many weird... Like, every fucking town in the Boston area has a different goddamn accent. So it's really hard to do. I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've never been able to do that. Do, yeah. do Californians have an accent? 
Yes. They all talk like Ronald Reagan. What, what do you mean? Like, uh, just the way they say it, like, like, like oh, they... God, call the Uber. Ah, you know, they, they all kind of talk like Reagan, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they do. I think it's because that... Californians smoke so much marijuana that they have mm. to think to, like, to utter their words, to, like, get the next word out. They have to think. And they're not thinking in a good way, like, thinking before they say something, like self-censorship. Yeah. They're just thinking how to say the next word, the next statement. Oh, yeah, totally. Because they're slow. Yeah. And it's, it's like being on a planet full of Ronald uh, Reagans, like Bizarro. Uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dispensaries, like, down there. That yeah. is the one good thing about this place, is that if you come here from anywhere else... You sound like a fucking genius compared to the people that live here. <laughs> just, that is true. Just though. from like, you know, I'm using conversation fillers. Just from using not conversation filler every other fucking word, you sound more intelligent than the people in California. <laughs> that, that, that's very true. Yeah. Um, we, so we got another call here from a guy who I think is one of your friends. Like, I was surprised. I was like, Harrison has friends. He's an actual friend. He's a, he's a friend of oh. yours. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Okay. Sounds like a friend of yours. Dear Mr. Harrison T. Lovecraft, please find these letters arranged to your liking. They're deposited upon your page in Facebook. I know how many of these correspondents will bring up memories. Some good, some less so. But we all have to face these eventually. Why do I have a supervillain now? Why do I have a goddamn supervillain? Yeah, I was you wondering know? about this. I, what I, the fuck? I was thinking this might be Mr. Rourke, like Ricardo Monobon. Yeah, this is... It kind I, of has that, that lilt to his voice. It, it kind of sounds like some, like some weird Eddie Izzard character. You know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. This is weird. Okay. I bet you this guy probably masturbates to your pictures on your Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have your hands full and no doubt your heart. Full of relief by supper time and in time for tea. We are not the only sensitive and troubled about love kind of men that the world needs. No, sir. We are in good hands, sir. Is this a fucking riddle I have to figure out to find out where the bomb is, you know? I bet you this guy has a house filled with moths. There's <laughs> <laughs> probably moths flying all over. You're going to end up in a hole in his basement. Oh, moth That's going to suck. Yeah. I'm not going to have a co-host. Yeah. I wonder if I could podcast with you from your, your phone in the hole in this weirdo's basement. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it, it's, it's got to be better reception than my fucking apartment, which is a giant dead zone. <laughs> oh, can again. Mr. Harrison, let me state this via quote. It might be time that you find someone who shares your interest in morally evolved threesomes. Sincerely, Jean-Paul Sartre. Jesus Christ. What the hell is he talking about? Is he talking about Sar Sartre? No, that's who, who he... That's his nom de guerre. That's so what, that, how okay, he signed so he's, off there. He's saying that's, that's him and you should find um, similar interests with him? Like yeah. that, that's somebody like an evolved human being. Yes. Wow. He's like the you know he he's the only guy that can that can match wits with me or something. Dude, he wants to wear a coat like the Riddler, a coat and of your skin. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. A Harrison windbreaker. Yeah. I feel like he's like a guy. Wait, is he? 
I can't tell if I knew him or if he just is someone who thinks we should know each other. I, you know, I, I think it might have been the uh, transsexual that you had sex with a month or two ago. Does not sound like that. All right. First of all, come on. Um, this might be, but I don't know what kind of Frankenstein's monster I've monsters I've you know, created you, over the years. You know, you also have no idea who's like you know going and looking at your Facebook and who's stalking you, who's you know trying to figure out where it is that you go get your iced coffees. Yep. And I, an ex girlfriend of mine listens to the show. Just, I didn't share it, you know, just people find it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah this is weird. Yeah. So did the person call back or is that it? Those, there were, those were two separate calls. Oh, there calls. were two calls. Okay, yeah, yeah. two separate yeah. calls. Yeah. I noticed the person called twice yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I'm thinking that is a regular listener who's putting on a voice to fuck with you. Okay. That's well, what I'm I think, thinking. I think what's going to happen is tomorrow we're going to find out that the fucking Grauman's Chinese Theater exploded. And that there's a riddle I was supposed to solve or some shit, but I fell asleep. You could have saved so many yeah. lives. Yeah, think about all those comic characters that are like uh, Batman and Superman and Thor. They're out there standing for pictures. Who's now remains are just scattered all over Hollywood Boulevard. That Superman, I hear he he does quite a bit of meth. I hear. Yeah, I think if you're out there, you probably need to pay for the meth. And, and him and the Wonder Woman had a little thing going on for a while. I follow them. I follow, I follow up on those folks every now I've and often then. wondered, how much money do you think they make in a day? Not much. They probably pull in like 30 or 40 bucks, though. So. They got at least that. I mean, like Jesus More than Christ. like the homeless guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you see, the, 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 we're talking about people, the, the, the people that wear like costumes and they hang out in front of the, the Gromans Chinese Theater just up on Hollywood Boulevard. Right. Like El Capitan. And like tourists walk by and take pictures with them. But I think a lot of these tourists are foreign and have no idea you're supposed to tip them. Right. And these, these are people who are very, very mentally unhinged. Yeah. And I, that's why it just, it sounds like it's like a tinderbox. You know? Right. A recipe for disaster. Like the Batman costume is, is, is a huge investment for this guy. It's probably, and it, you know, he probably doesn't clean it, so the, you know, it probably smells awful. No, they all smell terrible. And it's like 95 degrees outside. Right. And they're spending like eight hours to make like 40 bucks. Yeah, and they're all high as fuck. Yeah, you're mentally unhinged if you're doing that. Yeah, and believe that like the Jews control everything from the hollow <laughs> earth, you know? So, um, Do we have any more calls or is that it? We got one about one more. heroin. Heroin. Oh, heroin. This guy called in. He heroin. Has heroin questions. For a guy that used to do heroin. All right, sure. Yo, uh, Dean and Harrison, I got a question, mostly for Harrison. So, uh, there's been talk on the show about how uh, Harrison is a user and uh, <laughs> and a loser. Is it and a boozer? Is that a pejorative? Like when you hear user, you like, you know, you could say a drug user, you could say a drug addict. Like, what would you rather hear? User just sounds kind of weird. Like, it sounds like I'm playing, like, the Bad Dudes arcade game in 1988. <laughs> and it's like, winners don't do drugs, you know? Well, yeah, it's just like, and user just rhymes with loser. It's just, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I could say he's a drug taker. Right. Okay? Well, yeah, and I have a question for you, sir. Are you a bad enough dude to save the fucking president? All right. I don't condone such activities. I might, but I'm just going to say I don't. All right. And I was just curious how somebody like Harrison, I don't know his job or anything, but if somebody doesn't have a job and they live in the L.A. area, 
How do they get fucking heroin? Like, uh, is it cheap? Like, uh, uh it's easy to get? I will. It's probably pretty easy to get if you're a drug addict, but, you know, <laughs> things like that. I got, I got questions. Uh, that's what, yeah. So, let me know. Well, I'll tell you one way to do it in L.A. Go get a fucking Batman outfit and go stand in front of the Grumman's Chinese Theater <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> may a couple hours. And then yeah. you can go get heroin. And anyone, anyone is, if anyone is going to MacArthur Park, it ain't because they left the fucking cake out in the ring. Let's just say that, you know? <laughs> and heroin, you know, I mean, it's been a while since I bought heroin. But uh, last time I bought heroin, it was only like, you know, between 10 and $20. Oh, it's cheap as, as fuck. I mean, until you obviously get addicted to it. But well, yeah, then it's really you have to cheap. buy it all the time. But no, if you're addicted, I mean, I know somebody that, now she's on Suboxone, but she was addicted, and it was just, she didn't have any money, you know? She she actually had her, like, parents married her, married, managed her money for her because she was on disability. So she would just be sick a lot. She Sometimes she'd have money to get a bag, and then sometimes she wouldn't. I'm surprised, though, if she, so she would, she get an allowance? Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't space it. Well, I guess you're a heroin addict. You probably you buy, like, all the bags... You're like 10 bags up front, do them all, and then you're fucked the rest of the week. There's not a lot of forethought involved. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine. Because you yeah. you know, you're, you're sick and you want to get high. Right. Um, yeah, I know, I know in New York it was like, what, $10 a bag? Right. And then you get a bundle for 100 bucks, maybe what? a little less. I mean, I have a friend of mine who's, who's basically a, a homeless addict at this point, And uh, he, uh, he does all sorts of scams, you know? He gets he gets uh, prescriptions from the government, and then sells the pills. He does weird Bitcoin identity theft shit. He does all sorts of tricky shit. I always found it funny that uh, so my friend Kessler, who used to do heroin, um, you know, I know he got money from his parents for a while, but he would also do the same thing. Like he'd just blow it all at once, and then you know be sick for another week till the next installment came. Right. So what he would do, they they would they were really creative. Like they would go to Home Depot. And swap things out in oh, yeah. boxes and yeah. sneak them out and then go return it. Or uh, they would steal art books from museums. Right. And yeah. go sell them at, to sell them to bookstores. Yeah, no, that's a good one to do. Yeah, like it, these big, like, Chagall and, like, Monet and just, like, all these, like, art books. Yeah, the Home Depot scam, what you do is, uh, <laughs> the Home Depot the scam. The Home Depot scam. Uh, the Cleveland tuna scam. <laughs> we got to do that one, boys. Uh, no, you go to Home Depot, you know, and you and you just walk around the parking lot, walk around. You find a receipt that somebody dropped. Yeah. And then you steal the shit on the re on the receipt, and then you return that shit. Yeah, that's that's all you need to do. It's great. Yeah. No, it, it, yeah, it's always. Uh, I know that one. With, a lot of people were successful doing that, but you know, I mean, it's it's a hard life there, dude. You don't want to be a heroin addict. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for, are you doing research? Are you writing a writing a screenplay? What's going on? I don't know. Are What's going an, on, buddy? Are, yeah, are you in an emo band, a goth band? Are you reaching out? Are yeah, you reaching out for help. Like, you want some inspiration from the chasing the dragon or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, it, it's as romantic as it sounds. You know, when you're shitting and puking yourself on the bathroom floor because you're sick, you know, you're gonna probably think, you know, I might, I might as well have just stuck with weed. I mean, the thing that really keeps me from, like, getting strung out again on that shit is just remi remembering, like, how fucking stupid I was, you know? Just, like, whiny and just kind of, like, meh, meh, Having meh, to meh. beg people for money. Yeah, it's just... Like, siblings. And it's like, you don't real You think you're fucking charming as fuck. When actually, <laughs> you just... You've been asleep for five minutes in the middle of a fucking conversation. 
Yeah. But you think you're, you know. And, and the worst is too, especially with like drugs like meth, when you start getting scabs and uh, and lesions all over your skin or like abscesses from heroin. That that's that is just vile. Yeah. Morgellons disease. Anybody? <laughs> when the bugs start crawling out from your skin with the fibers, the cellulose fibers that come up from your skin and you got to pull them out and it hurts so much. Yeah, that's I I I think I think you should just stick with marijuana. <laughs> just smoke joints, all right, dude? Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, uh, nootropics, yeah. all right? Fenibut. You're going to thank us for this. Yeah. You're going to thank us for this. People, call the Sigurong hotline, 323-522-4032. Uh, we got one email. It came to sigurongpodcast.hotmail.com. This uh, guy didn't even sign it. He just wrote, fuck you. Uh, he goes, hey, D, just listening to this week's show, and I heard you saying about the Aussies loving Fosters. I worked in Sydney for a couple of years, and the guys I worked with and the rest of the Aussies I knew fucking hated Fosters. Really? D- does Go he not, figure. Does he not know that that's an ongoing joke to, to, that you do to tease? For, for like the past 10 years. Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't, you know, maybe right. he's a new listener. Yeah, okay. He says in Scotland, Fosters is far better than the Australian Fosters. That, that's, now that's odd. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, he says, sounds weird, but I think the European Fosters is better than the origin. Anyway, kind of pointless, but I was just curious to find out if this is true. Uh, P.S. The shows have been have been taking a positive step. Very entertaining, guys. Oh, regards. That's good. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, I noticed that when I was in Scotland, almost almost all the bars we went to had Fosters on tap. Right. Which is weird because I like drinking Fosters out of the oversized can. Okay. Because it's comical. It's fun. Yeah, it's funny. It makes me think of The Simpsons. Right. <laughs> Beer. No coffee. Yeah. Beer. You know, you get that huge can, and I think that's part of the allure. It's like drinking it on tap. It's like just drinking other, just a regular shitty beer. It might as well be, you know, dog piss. Who cares? But you'd think, uh, like, the Scottish would ridicule Foster's. Like, why would they have it in their bars? Like, do they have better beer, like Stella or something? You're, You're asking a question about why the Scottish would do something? No, okay. I know oh, yeah. the Scottish yeah. love to drink. I've yeah. seen the caliber of women that they have out there. But For a glass I'm... of of hot beer, warm beer, they would slit your grandmother's throat. You know, yeah, that's if true. your grandmother were still alive and God I guess bless if, your soul. If, yeah, if it has an alcohol yeah. content, then it's drinkable. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But that that is interesting to me. If uh, someone can out out there can confirm, is Australian Fosters better than, uh, or is Scottish Fosters better than Australian Fosters? I always thought it was the same. I thought it came from the same uh, lavatory. Yeah. I'm not even on heroin, but I kind of just nodded out into heroin land while you were wondering about that. <laughs> Why don't you go mainline some Fosters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people, you can email the show, com. iTunes, best way to promote our program. If you don't want to give us any money, if you don't want to buy a t-shirt, if uh, you don't want to donate to Harrison's Heroin Habit, just go to I iTunes, yeah. <laughs> subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Boost visibility for the show. Helps people search for us, find new listeners. You know you know how that works. iTunes, do it now. Also, t-shirts are available at the Sigurong store, sigurongpodcast.com slash store. Um, I think I mentioned that we're almost out of larges. So if you want a large, try to get one now. Uh, finally here, Sigurong Song of the Week. Have you heard about this, uh, this new super group, Harrison, the Prophets of Rage? I was living in blissful ignorance until you mentioned it earlier. 
the pro- so were you one of those people that was like really into Rage Against the Machine? When I was fucking 14, I was. And then, you know? well, same with me. Like when I was like 15, 16, yeah. and I was in college, like or when I was in high school, like Rage was huge. Right. Like that first album came out and I was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm so angry. I wanted and, to tell, I went around telling everybody about fucking Leonard Peltier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know it awakened me to like political causes. Yeah. And then I got into college and I was still kind of like, yeah, Rage. And then after every dickhead, Wearing a Bob Marley shirt and sandals, started listening to fucking Rage Against the Machine. I just was like, I, I can't. You you know, you'd be walking down the hall and you'd hear, um, "Killing in the name of," out of every single dorm room. Right. And it, it just it just killed it for me. I just kind of stopped listening to it. Well, but sometimes you you know they're you, not a bad band though. No, but you also like get out of college sometimes. That's true. You know? But I mean, but there there's certain bands that college ruined for me, like Bob Marley. Right. I, I, you know, not that I'd be, I was ever a huge Bob Marley fan, but now I actually hate Bob Marley. Well, you should try Exuma. He's the evil Bob Marley. Who? Exuma. I don't know Exuma. Yeah, he's a hoodoo man from the Bahamas. He's like kind of like. Like Screamer J. Hawkins? He's kind of. No, he's kind of like a demonic voodoo priest version of Bob Marley. God damn it, Harrison. Yeah. You know, I picked these songs of the week in advance <laughs> of doing the show. And I just pick it because it's like, oh, I read something about it. I find this song. And yeah. then you come and just trump the song. Yeah. Like you did, like last, like you suggested last week, that Farrakhan song. Yeah. I, Why don't you fucking tell me last week? I didn't occur to me, you know? All right. I'm going to write down your Exuma now so we can play this next week. Okay. Yeah. Because we're, we're playing Prophets of Rage now. Right. Well, we'll do everything <laughs> a week in advance, you know? <laughs> if you call in next week, we'll be doing a show about the elderly. Okay. And so, and if you listen next, if you want to hear Exuma, you got to listen to next week's show, which comes out a week from Sunday. But this week, if you want to hear Prophets of Rage, you got to listen on Sunday. So, so people, you might want to write that down. Um, anyway, whatever. Rage Against the Machine is a fine band. I was just wondering where they went throughout the aughts. Like when we're invading Iraq and we're doing all this shit and George Bush is present. Not a word from Zach De La Rocha. That is kind of weird. Yeah, where have they been? And then now, all of a sudden, yeah. Zach De La Rocha is not even in this band. It's uh, it's it's members of uh, Public Enemy, Chuck D, Cypress Hill, Be Real, and uh, and uh, Tom Morello and a couple other guys. Who is Tim f- Comerford from uh, from Prophets of Rage? Why is Rage Tom Morello in every supergroup ever fucking created? I think it's because the guy just doesn't have his own band. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like he was in Rage Against the Machine, and then he's just like, okay, I'm going to be in Rage Against something else. Right. And now it's like, uh, I think Prophets of Rage actually was a public enemy song. Okay. And so Chuck D, who's not doing shit, he doesn't want to be in a band with Flavor Flav because that guy is completely whacked. Yeah. Um, He was like, you know what, Tom? I know you're not in a band doing anything. Let's just... Let's just like combine our, uh, our 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 talents. He's like a super group nomad or some shit. Yeah, well, they played a, a secret show at the Whiskey, I guess, and uh, it was it was kind of cool. They did a bunch of rage songs, some new songs. So so yeah. here here's a song that they did called "Party Is Over," and I think that this is actually from the Whiskey. Um, but apparently, they're on a, a a new tour here. They're Make America Rage Again tour. <sighs> so I think they're gonna rage against Donald Trump. They're planning on going to the, the RNC and, and, and causing all sorts of chaos. Look, all I know is white man's heaven is the black man's hell. <laughs> is that your new sex song? 
Yes. That's good. Oh, That's my good. God. You just gave me the best fucking idea. Okay. You should totally do that tonight. Yes. You should. Oh. Anyway, people are going to end the show here with Prophets of Rages. The party is over. You should go catch them. and They're going to be playing your town. I know they're doing a, a, a tour throughout the country. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 537. Until then, take a sleazy. <laughs> Okay.
all sound like fucking leprechauns. But I have to say, I mince, I mince, I miss the other fella that was before Harrison. I thought he was better than Harrison. I think Harrison's a bit fucking stupid or something, is he? He's not as good as your man. Your other fella was funny. You know, you have Lance and Dee and all that, but Lance was better. Follow him on Twitter. He has been on Twitter in about four years, but I still follow him. And uh, I'm going to leg it because I have to go because it's three minutes, so good luck. Hope the fuck I hear this on the thing. What do you call it? The podcast thing? All right, lads. Ireland all the way, boys. <laughs> One Ireland. Up the dubs, you fuckers. Bastards. Pricks. Look, have a nice day. Bastards.